Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Lonely Reviewer Show. I'm Bache. And I'm Justin. And today we're dedicating the discussion to the growing pains of Kickstarter. Thoughts on its use in specific projects making the news before we wrap things up with a look at what we're watching. First, a beer. So today's conversation is sponsored by Lagunitas. Have you ever had them before? I've heard... I've I don't think so. I've definitely heard the name. Yeah. This is uh, a little something-something ale. Based on what I'm seeing on the bottle, it's an unlimited release, so this seems to be a regular one. Ah. (laughs) One of my favorites. I absolutely love this beer. It's a great... This is a summertime beer to me. It's... uh, I mean, because you said it's wheat. It's It's a wheat ale, yeah. But it tastes a little IPA. Yeah, it's got that kind of hops, citrus, pine kind of tingle to it, but not... I wouldn't say it's an overwhelming... Yeah, it's not. No, no. I wouldn't yeah, know if it was IPA. Yeah, no, it's a it's a pale ale, wheat ale. Oh, see, it is. So, it yeah, a little, little bit of a little PA, <laughs> <laughs> little PA, half yep. a PA. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, this is this is a good beer. I, I actually, I'm relatively new to Lagunitas, you know, relative to my being a connoisseur of the libation. Um, <laughs> but um, I had their um, what what's it called? Oh, Lagunitas sucks. Um, got very which, deprecating, I, yeah, uh, exactly. Self-deprecating I, it's, it's limited release, and I should do research on this. So I'm totally talking out of my butt right now. But um, it almost got the impression that it's like it's what they put out anytime they screw up a batch that they're supposed to send out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I could be wrong with that, but that's the, that's the myth I'm propagating. So, um, but I right that was the first, first one that I had, and I that is just phenomenal. Unfortunately, that one's limited, so because uh, they can always screw up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're not screwing up that much. Although. I really like the bear, so yeah, maybe they didn't screw up. <laughs> yeah, so, where are they where are they based out of? California. Oh, There's another right. California brewery. I should yep. have guessed from the name. <laughs> um, yeah, nice, good, well, very cool. Yeah, no, I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah. What's the alcohol content on this one? Seven point five. Uh, okay, so it's up there. Because usually it's low. Like summer beers are like yeah. Five, sometimes 6% it can be kind of lower. Yeah, a little more session, but this is it counts. What's that? so? What's that mean? Session. It tends to be below five percent. So session means you have a bunch. You can have a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah. They just kind of one of those ones just sit down with a six pack. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Five percent sort of the unofficial cutoff of the session ale. Okay. Cool. Very cool. So Kickstarter. Kickstarter, the new way of doing business that people love to hate. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) There's a lot of opinions about Kickstarter going on right now. And which is to be expected. I think this is kind of it kind of finding its legs and becoming part of bigger part of the culture. So, you know, the conversations are starting to, you know, we're, we're sifting out the, what this thing actually is. Right. Um, what what can we be mad about? What can we not be mad about? Yep. Yep. I mean, when Kickstarter first start because i you know i went to school for film i do my own little projects on the side you know and when kickstarter came out i was like crap this is a this is a really i don't know it gave me hope because yes. the whole industry's changed you know for the big guys and the little guys like everything's changed because in the 90s you had this people were throwing money at independent film and and it resulted in a lot of great movies a lot of bad movies too yep, but yep. there were all these movies coming out because people were willing to take risks right but as everything changed you know, things started to evolve. You know, movies or big studios were putting their chips on, you know, sure bets, you know, right. like sequels right. or, you know, established franchises, that sort of thing. And then the, the little guy found that people weren't really giving him the money that they used to give him. Right. Um, so when things like Kickstarter came out, I was like, cool. You know, you got these smaller people going on here and, 
you know, crowdfunding money and it was cool. Right. It, it gave me hope that, yep. hey, you know, this isn't totally going to die. People are willing to give money to unique projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I'm holding back. What is there other stuff you want to say? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Why don't, why don't we just open this up? That's oh, the oh, only thing we're talking about today. So. Yeah. All right. So, you know, because I've had a few friends raise money through Kickstarter. Uh, I have a really good friend, Larry, who's produced a lot of his shorts and he's used money from Kickstarter. And I have a, a my friend Luke and Tom Bean. Well, Luke Poling and Tom Bean, they're not the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they produced or they, they raised some money on Kickstarter for their uh, documentary about George Plimpton. Um, and, you know, so there's these people that are these friends of mine have been able to do what they love yeah. and fun part of it. I mean, they're not, you know, it's, it's minuscule to the cost of producing some of these things, but they, they're able to soften that below you right. know, and oh, yeah. by using Kickstarter. It's great. But then you have, you know, these bigger people that have more access to funds and investors and that sort of thing, turning to Kickstarter and leveraging their, you know, their fan bases to pay for movies. Right. And, I mean, there, there's a big, to me, I don't know, like, maybe it's me going, hey, that's not fair. You know, I wish that I could go on Kickstarter and raise, you know, $2 million or right. however much, you know, some of these people have been raising on there. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of that. But it's also like, you know, Kickstarter is a business. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're because they're, they take a cut. Right. And they're making a ton of money when these big names leverage their service for uh-huh. themselves. So. You know, it's it's a it's a fine line, you know, and it, it it's weird. I don't know, like I because I, I feel sometimes I feel one way about it, and then I think about it. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't feel that way. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Right. But, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm I'm sort of so to kind of take a step back. I I approach Kickstarter or have been introduced to Kickstarter from the perspective not not so much of movies but music. Music mm-hmm. is really where I kind of became aware of Kickstarter and kind of have been watching it from that angle. Um, and for a long time, we've been talking about how the music industry is a dinosaur and, you know, it's dying and we need to find a new model. And Kickstarter seems to, it may not be the final model, but it seems to be that next big evolutionary step in how to produce an album and how to get out on tour. Um, but it's been interesting to watch people's reaction to it now that we're the ones who are funding this thing. We've become the music company, basically. Right. You know, so... For me, and I, I kind of used the, the flashpoint for it has been uh, Amanda Palmer's album. I don't know if you're aware of no, this no. at all. Uh, last year, she did a Kickstarter fund to put out her her now out album. It came out in September. Um, Theater is evil. Um, she did this Kickstarter. She was trying to raise. I think it was a hundred thousand um, dollars to do it completely independent of a label. She can do it her own way. Blah blah blah. She asked her fans. She put together this whole. You know, like most people do put together this package of you donate X amount, you get this, you donate a bigger amount, you get this, blah, blah, blah. Um, she ended up, you know, the hundred thousand she wanted to raise, she ended up making a million. So she kind of came this, this poster child for Kickstarter and how it works and see it through. Um, but she ended up getting a lot of flack for it because we, as the bankers, actually not even us, you know, people who didn't even bankroll it, but, you turn the public as the kind of the, the bankroll for this thing and right. suddenly we become very scrutinized. Uh, you see, every time someone does this, the other kind of example that just kind of died out was this band Isley, which, I you know, it's a Texas uh, band. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember their EP like when I was in college. I yeah, really yeah. liked them, yeah. Yeah, um, they just tried to fund their 
upcoming tour using Kickstarter. Um, and the trend you're starting to see is that we're, we as the, the bankroll are saying, hey, 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 you know, what are you spending this money on? So right. you, you see they're coming around and turning around and saying, you know, it, they're basically giving us line items of what things are costing. We're, we're, we've become what we were despising with the, <laughs> you know. Now, what's my return on yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. So, but you see, know, it's, not you, a, it's not an investment, you know. And no, and you shouldn't view it as an investment. But people are, like some, I'm right. sure some people are. People are, and, right. And I feel like if it were an investment, I actually would probably have a less less of a problem with it. Because, you know, you you first got into it because of music. I started seeing it uh, more on video games because that's when, I mean, I'd heard of Kickstarter. I saw a couple of movies had been funded on there that way. And then uh, there was this big story, Tim Schafer, uh, I think it was Tim Schafer, they wanted to make an adventure game in that old style of point and click adventures. And they raised a million dollars in 24 hours. And I think it was the first, he was the first person to do that. Wow. Um, but they were actually raising money for a documentary on making this adventure game, but then they made so much money, they're funding the adventure game through the money they raised on Kickstarter. And when that started, you had all these games journalists talking about like, wait a minute, you know, now, you know, they're going to make this game, they're going to make 100% profit and they didn't have to put up any money for it. And, you know, I guess the people that put did put in money for it, you know, they're getting some. So it's essentially they pre-ordered a game. Yeah, yeah. And that's you what know. a lot of this is turning into. It's you know, pre-orders, so you, yeah. you pre-order it. Oh, I versus... like this iPad case and I'll put up some money and I'll get right. it. Right, I'll eventually get it. But now the problem for me is when things like Veronica Mars get funded through. Like that's, I have a serious problem with that one. I actually have more of a problem with that one than any of the other ones. Okay. Because Veronica Mars is an intellectual property owned by Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers owns that IP. Right. That's theirs. Right. So they wanted to make a Veronica Mars movie. They pitched it to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers said no. And then what did they do? They turned to their Twitter followers and said, we want to raise money for this. And, you know, all the fans gave money for it. Right. So they prepaid for this. But they, I don't even know. I don't remember what the perks are. But basically what's happening is now they're going to make this movie. They're not going to get a dime from Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is to make all this money because they're basically going to pay for this movie twice. Yeah. Because they kickstarted it, and yeah, sure they're getting what they wanted. They wanted a movie, but is that really fair? You know, like because Warner Brothers is making money and it's hundred percent profit. For I mean, them. yeah, this is sort of the see how things shake out. And, you know, the dinosaur is not just going to go up and die. You know, it's, right. it's going to find a way to evolve into whatever is going on it's, right now. And and, and that's because now you probably have Universal, you know, new whatever, all these companies going, hey, you know. Right. We don't have to worry about paying for this. We can just make the money on it. Right. Whatever. Like, I mean, you could be like, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but like Sequest. We want to make a Sequest. <laughs> <laughs> really? Right. The Sequest. Uh, like Roswell. That, that, or... that, that, well, I, well, that's what popped in my head. I don't see, know. Like, DSV, but, yeah. <laughs> but isn't that kid dead too? Yeah, yeah. Oh Brandon. man, yeah. And, yeah. Wow. and Rob Schneider, Schneider, Roy Schneider. Yeah, yeah, he yeah died. Roy Schneider yeah. passed away. Jonathan We're gonna CG animate the sequence. <laughs> <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> I don't know why. I went there. <laughs> of all the places to go, okay, but yes. So in this fan fiction future, where we. <laughs> That's where we're bringing back the I talking dolphin. Sequest. I want to. Talk, I want to know his story. <laughs> He oh, the the showrunner always wanted to tell it. And he's gonna turn to you. Yeah, is donating. Okay. <laughs> um, that I actually I I'll be I'll admit I have not donated money to Kickstarter. I okay. haven't done it, and I don't know if it's just because the right thing has. I, the closest I got was Paul Shader. Uh, yeah, Paul Paul Schrader. Sorry, taxi Schrader. driver. Yeah, taxi driver writer. Um, 
he kickstarted a movie, which I, I think they actually had money for, but they got more money through Kickstarter. He was selling, well, one of the perks was if you paid, I think it was over 300, you would get well, a cop, or you would get something from his autograph collection. Yeah. And he had an autograph by, from Sam Fuller, like an 8x10 signed by Sam Fuller. And I was like, hmm, I love Sam Fuller. He's dead now. And I could get this autograph for three, but then I'm like, why am I buying this? Because yeah, it said yeah. like to Paul, <laughs> Sam Fuller. And I said, forget it. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't do it. So, yeah. but that's the closest I've come. I haven't, I haven't given money. I donated once. I did a uh, my college roommate's band did a Kickstarter to, to record and uh, release their album. So, you know, and I, I it made sense to me because I wanted to support my friend, and they were doing this thing, and you know, it got funded, and I got the CD and my little package of t-shirts and headbands and lighters and stuff um so i for, for me it was it was worth spending 40 dollars to help him do it yeah yeah it's yeah. you know it's not i didn't view it as an investment right I viewed it as here you're going to do something here's a channel for you to get the money to do it so here you go but it just worries me too because like you like it because it's not an investment, they're not accountable to anyone but themselves you know i mean they're accountable to people being like i gave you money and your movie sucks yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's they're not actually account like they could screw it all up. Like, yes, like yeah. they could make a terrible movie or a terrible video game or terrible yep, whatever, right. and they're not accountable to anyone. And right. that, that worries me a little bit, too, you know. Yeah, because what do I care if Zach Braff has complete creative control on his movie? You know, what if that's a bad thing? What if what made Garden State, you know, a yeah. decent movie to watch for people was because he, he was reined in and yeah, you know, or I don't know, I'm just speculating here yeah no i mean it's there's certainly something to be said for it you know that, that we we all kind of make fun or say it's antiquated the the whole you know producer side of the the equation but they they sometimes do add things to it yeah. you know but i i do think it's a dying industry i think you know the, the model as as it exists now isn't going to be sustainable um so i think kickstarter and things like that are probably paving a new way Definitely. we just need to find a they're still figuring it out right exactly you know i i, I kind of agree with you with this whole idea of like oh you know the, the decision was made that the show was canceled but, you know some people want it back and they're willing to pay for it right. I, I, you know it, it's hard to say who's right and who's wrong you know on the one hand you know i want to see it and if you're saying i can give you money and you'll make it then cool i i want to see it forty dollars worth so here's forty dollars and Hopefully it gets funded, right? You know, and to, am I wrong for that? You know, I I don't I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't think I am. I mean, then you know, but then the other the idea of Warner Brothers basically just raking in cash because of it. Yeah, is, I mean, there those execs are really happy right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. they didn't they didn't have to put a dime yeah, in. Yeah, and, no skin in the game whatsoever. Because like, let's say it was you know fifty thousand people gave money. I don't, I don't know. Of yep. course, probably more than that because they raised two million or ten million or something. I don't, uh, I don't remember yeah, what that remember. one was. Um, but you know, he uh, they're just like, well, that's fifty thousand people that are gonna go see it in theater if it gets there, and then there's are fifty thousand people that are going to buy the DVD, yep. you know, if they didn't get it part of their Kickstarter package, you know. So, but then on the other side, it's like, well, these these people knew that, right? And they gave money knowing that, so right. you know, that's that's what they want, you know. Yeah. It's it's tough, it's tough to say, and you know. It, People are discerning. You know, I have in the notes here, Melissa Joan Hart tried a Kickstarter. She didn't make... She, she didn't. Yeah, she was trying to make a movie called Darcy's Walk of Shame. I, yeah, I watched hers. I, I watched that video. Yeah, and, you know, she was asking for $2 million and she got $51,000. So, you know, that, the uh, people spoke up. That and took said, her down a couple yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Poor, poor exactly. Melissa Joan Hart. And, you know, there's kind of a side 
No, I mean, if you saw what she was offering as like the, the, oh, the prize pack, it was terrible. Oh, like, really? You know, like if you donate, like, I'm making these numbers up, but like you know, it was it was a pretty solid amount of money. You donated like a thousand dollars. Cast would follow you on Twitter for a couple days, but not uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, what? Know? Yeah, it's like you get a Polaroid. You know, it's like you, you okay, get your that name. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah, you get your name <laughs> in the credits, and they actually put it in that you know they wouldn't promise that they could they would spell your name right. Oh, wow. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was legit awful. Like I'm, you guys me. can't see me. I'm putting my hand on my head. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> and it's worth it because it, that was a terrible decision. Yeah. Um. But like Zach, like someone paid I think ten or twenty thousand dollars because they got to meet Zach Braff. Yeah. And, be, and you know that's if you want to pay that exactly, much, exactly. You know, Braff, it's kind of how it. capitalism works. You yeah. Know? You're offering something, and if I decide that that's it's worth, worth it to that me, much? then sure. here you go. Yeah. You know? you know who's to say that they're wrong for doing that. Um, I do like, I, I mean, when Kevin Smith came out and he was like, uh, you know, I think Kickstarter's great or whatever, but I'm not going to do that for Clerks because he's making Clerks 3, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't hear? You finished the script. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be even better than Clerks 2. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's, because that guy, if there's one guy who could leverage his fan base. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Guy, he, yep. could turn, he could fund anything he wanted to do. Yep. He could be like, I'm going to make a box, a soap car or whatever so box, uh, derby car <laughs> derby I need, racing I need, yeah. yeah I need a hundred thousand dollars like someone will give him that oh money absolutely yep. because his fans are hardcore but mm-hmm. he he feels there's a moral problem for him to do that because he's he can call up Harvey Weinstein and be like Harvey I'm making Clerk Street it'll make you this much money and Harvey will give it to him mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know I'm sort of on the, the fence that, you know it's a, if you look at Kickstarter's website it, it, it's not it's not there's nothing saying that it's for the little people right, right. you know it, so it's it's fine to kind of for Kevin Smith to stand on the soapbox, nice. And, uh, <laughs> to, derby to kind race of, car, exactly. Stands off his derby race car and, and look down at Zach Braff and say, you know, I, you're wrong. You're no, wrong. But he you're... didn't. He didn't. He didn't say that. He okay. didn't say Zach Braff was wrong. He just said he couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, it's because he knows he would get even yeah. more shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. If anyone, yeah, cuz yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to be corrupt with anybody, they're all the internet haters will be hate yes, on him. all over him. Yeah. yeah. People already do, so. So yeah, so you know, this Zach Braff did nothing wrong. No, no. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with him using this cuz that's what it's there for. It's it, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't say that, you know, if you're if you have the money yourself, you can't use this. Uh, you know, that's a whole other thing that's happening too. You know, Amanda Palmer caught a lot of a lot of flack for you know being she's married to Neil Gaiman, and you know between the two of them, people assume that they have a lot of money. So right. why is she asking for someone to fund this when they could just use their own money? You know, and yeah, people said that about Zach too. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Why don't you just why use your own money? Yeah, and but it's yeah. like, hey, I got I don't want to use my own money to fund my. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I have an idea, you know, I'm gonna go to the bank and get a loan, or right. I'm gonna go to Kickstarter. I'm not I. You know, I have money, not a lot, but you know, if, if, it, if someone's willing to give you money for something, yeah, exactly. You want to that's that's that. kind of how this whole thing works. You know, right. you don't use your own money usually, so you know, it's it's an evolving Definitely. platform. I mean, I think obviously, I I don't I'm not legally versed in that stuff, but I think to make it an investment platform, there's a lot like laws have to change, right? right. Um, so that's not possible, but in an ideal world, that would be the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. If people, because then you get money back for your investment right yeah i don't know it's definitely it's i'm interested to see where it goes for sure because it is really interesting yeah and, and uh i think it i don't remember the exact like percentages but kickstarter did say after all the flack they got from Braff's thing that 
you know, X amount of people that donated also come back to donate to other projects. Because people, people's argument is like, well, that guy gave $20 to Zach Braff. That's $20 less for me. But right. I guess that's not the case. Because a lot of people donating to Zach Braff weren't going to donate to Kickstarter anyways. And right. the percentage of that stay to donate to other well, that's, things. That's the thing. It's not like people go to the Kickstarter site and like shop around for who they want to donate for. You know, a lot of it, some people may. But right. it's it's not like I, th- I know a few people that do cruise on there for right. projects. But. Yeah, and, you know, people might. But I think overall, it's not like you know, I have twenty dollars and I'm stuck in this store waiting to spend it. You know, it's I see this project and I would like to fund it. Right. right. You know, and maybe I only have twenty dollars, and yeah, maybe if I give it to Radiohead, this other small indie band in Florida is not going to get it. But you know, it's, uh, you probably weren't going to give it to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might not have given it to them anyway. So, it, which is actually another problem with the the platform as a whole is that you know it really sort of is created. You need the backing backup behind you. You, know, you do, radi- yeah. You know, Radiohead can do this kind of thing. You know, they're not, they're not using Kickstarter, but as an example, they can go and sell it on. They can say, "Pay what you want pay for an what album." You want. Right, and they'll exactly. Be fine. They've yeah. got the built-in fan base, whereas someone a small band, you know, like my my college roommates band. Um, might not have had that fan base behind them that they could have easily done this. So, you know, it's it's not a perfect platform either. You know, you're kind of relying on either selling it really well right. if you're no-name or, you know, just the kindness of strangers stumbling on your page and deciding that, yeah, all right, you get my $20. So it's interesting. It is. I can't, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. Cause there, and there's other people doing different, like in Indiegogo or one of those places. Like, I mean, that's a Kickstarter. They take less money or you get the money either way, but it's a higher, they take a higher percentage of it if you don't meet your yeah. goal. Yeah. So no one knows what the right formula is and right. everyone's trying something. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we, with YouTube and like Vimeo on demand now, like you could put stuff on Vimeo and charge for it. Like there's all these, it's the wild west for absolutely like, content. Absolutely. So, with that being said, there's something, you know, that like we said earlier, there's something to be said for producers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's certainly, I, I don't know that I want to watch YouTube videos as movies <laughs> for the rest of my life. So, you know, having the millions and millions of dollars to back up a big project is still something. So right. Kickstarter may not be the be all end all. Right. right. You know. Cool. So what have you been watching lately? I have been watching. So we talked about this, I think, in the summer movie episode a couple months back. The um, the things I was looking forward to, um, one of them was Upstream Color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just rewatched Primer. Um, oh yeah. yeah so okay, yeah, yeah, the Shane Carruth movie. Uh, it came, and then I I, ha- I haven't watched it yet, but I just got uh, Upstream Color on DVD. So um, kind of excited, kind of pumped to watch. It. I re- like I said, rewatched Primer. And this, yeah, yeah. This guy is just phenomenal. He's he's kind of the success story with the. You know, doing it by yourself. Right. You know, he's right. the writer, producer, editor, composer. You know, star, and he did it all outside the system, and he's become this huge cult personality. Critics love him, love the movies. You know, Primer's just this fantastic, fantastic movie, and I, I can't stress enough that you need to watch this movie, Vache. All right. It is so, so good. I. This is probably the fifth or sixth time I'm watching it. I still don't get the timeline behind <laughs> it, but, it, it, but it's, it's confusing but it, it's the kind of confusing that makes you want to figure it out yeah yeah um so i'm looking forward to watching upstream color just because it's the next movie by this guy and yeah got amazing reviews you know everyone gave it a five stars an a all that stuff yeah so i'm super pumped to watch that nice. I just and it's 
great to support a guy who's just doing, doing it awesome. out of his house in Texas, you know. There's a crazy community down there. Yeah. Is it Austin, do you know? Or I like, have no idea. Yeah. But I'm just in Texas. There's a lot of yeah. like Rodriguez. And yeah, oh, yeah. I have some troublemaker streets. I think Link Linklater's from there. Yep. There's some, some good there's talent some, coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Good Austin. pedigree. <laughs> um, what about you? I'm, I'm actually, well, I already saw it, but I'm going to say it again. Anyways, um, my friend's movie, Plim- Plimpton, which I talked about earlier, yep. um, that's opening on June 21st at the Coolidge. So I'm definitely gonna go check it out there. I saw it in LA earlier this month because um, it premiered. It premiered down in New York in May, and then in LA in early part of June, and now it's coming to the Coolidge. Um, it's gonna be there a little while, but yeah, I definitely recommend people checking it out. Um, in the when, Coolidge in uh, Boston, yes, yeah, 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 okay. Bo- or Brookline, Brookline, Brookline yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not it's not totally wide, but I'm, there'll be other ways to see it hopefully soon. Um, but. Yeah, it's a movie about George Plimpton. Who it's was a documentary. Uh, yeah. Documentary, one of the founders of the Paris Review. And he was one of those, like, uh, you know, not, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Ex- he, ex- a journalist that experiences. Yeah, sort yeah. of gonzo kind of. Yeah, but not, but like, not he, like, yeah. He didn't take a lot of drugs and do no. stuff. He like, was one of those people who kind of committed himself to what he was writing about. Right, like he would write about, like, the Detroit Lions and he would go and play his quarterback. And he was the quarterback for a long <laughs> Yeah, or playing percussion on the, uh, I forget which orchestra, but, you know, an orchestra. And then um, trapeze artists yeah. and the circus and yeah. all the stuff. He just lived a crazy Fascinating life. Fascinating guy. Yeah, really interesting guy. And, you know they they made this great documentary and it's it's completely in his perspective it's in his voice um and the voice of all his friends and stuff but he basically plimpton narrates it and he passed away 2007 um, I think? yeah yeah so um it's just cool you know they, they yeah. went they went and found all this archival footage and they put together a really great story and it's, yeah. it's a great film it premiered um i think hot docs was where it played but it it uh previewed at iff boston last year um, and then premiered at another festival and it did the festival rounds and now it's in distribution. So you got to, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to check it out. I mean, and a little proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I happen yeah. to know the guy. It's, it's, it's uh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's no, really, it's no. really kind of neat. And you know, it's a fascinating subject. So, but I mean, this, I would recommend this movie if it wasn't my friend, but it's, it's a great film. Yeah. So, and, cool. and I was sad that I left it out during our summer movie preview because it is technically, <laughs> might not be, you know, it doesn't have, it's not Kirk, a blockbuster. It not a Kirk or Matt Damon or Will Smith <laughs> in it, but it's, it's damn, but, um, Plimpton was in, um, Good Will Hunting. Oh yeah, yeah. He has a little cameo as one of the psychiatrists that come to visit uh, Will in the movie. Interesting. And, like he's the guy who uh, the putt in the rough scene. I've never seen Good Will Hunting. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I back away from the mic. I didn't know people really. I've never seen it. What? Yeah. Nope. This is wow. Really? I I'm shocked. Really? How do you get away and not see that movie? I don't know. It just it. I mean, I know I have some embarrassing movies on my list. <laughs> I, yeah, I know it's a hole in my, you know. That's crazy. Because there, there's so many reasons why. Right, I yeah, like Boston. People, yeah, I grew yeah, up around yeah. here. And, wow. Yeah. No, I never got around to it. Man. <laughs> you got to change I, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Damon. I'm, yeah. I have my thoughts about Robin Williams, but. It's, well, because it's not. It's, it's not the really, toned down. Yeah, it's yeah. not Robin It's, it's not the drama. Robin Williams. Yeah. It's Robin Williams. Yeah, it's the drama. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's good in it. And yeah. that Kevin Smith, like that movie would not have been made if it wasn't for Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Because he was friends with Ben because Ben was in Mallrats. And he made right. that connection to the wine scenes. All like he facilitated that. Like, I don't think that movie would have come out if it wasn't for Kevin Smith. Cool. So. All right. Yeah. 
not doesn't mean there's like you know fart jokes and stuff <laughs> there might actually be there's, there's some jokes <laughs> no but you definitely you gotta see that i know i know insane. i'm sure at some point i will i, I don't know wow like that everyone was all about it then the tide turned on it and now it's sort of this thing that's just kind of in my peripheral view yeah like, no i i think that pro i mean it's i feel like you're pretty removed from the hype at mm-hmm. this point when did that come? What was that 97 <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think yeah. it was 97 I, I think it was in college so yeah, yeah. 15 years ago yeah it's it's a it's a great movie i love that movie yeah i i haven't seen it in a while i have it on dvd if you want to borrow it uh we did this last time and i just kept your dvd for two years so what movie was that ripley yeah Mr. <laughs> ripley. Yeah, the other I, matt damon movie i still have brandon's uh, once upon a time in the west you know that's yeah, my brother's yeah because yeah. <laughs> i i he loves that movie oh yeah no i know he keeps talking about getting it back because i think he wants to watch it again well, so, so he, le- he lent it to me i probably three years ago now um and then i felt bad and after two years i actually bought him for Christmas, I bought him the Blu-ray version, of it. <laughs> and the whole point was that he was going to come over and we were going to watch the Blu-ray. And then he still hasn't. So that was a year ago, or more than a year now. It was like one, two Christmases ago. But I, I also gave him um, Black Narcissist, a movie by Michael Powell, because uh, I bought the Criterion. It was on like sale. I bought it. I'd seen it before. And we were talking about. It. I gave that to him as like. You keep this, and I have your movie. <laughs> and when I watch mine, if you haven't watched that, and he hasn't watched that one either, okay. <laughs> some sort of weird Cold War standoff. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> once I watch Once Upon a Time, he's in trouble. Yeah, but that's a long one. A I hope one, I though. like it it's after a, all this time. Yeah, seriously, it's a lot of hype. It's gonna be like Arrested Development. But know. see, part of the reason this isn't—I'm gonna be snobby. Part of the reason why I didn't watch it was because I—I really did want to watch it on Blu-ray, and it wasn't out on Blu-ray. Oh, so wow. I was holding out, and then when it came out on Blu-ray, I'm like, all right, this is a good. I'll buy this for Brandon, and it'll be like a gift bag. And Give you we'll... a subpar version. Yeah. That's the problem. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, you know, I, I had snobby standards. Um, but now now I really have no excuse. It's behind. No, actually, it's in my living room. It's, it's literally sitting on my, it's sat next to my. Ready to go. Ready to go. For, it was in the, it's still a wrapper, too. It's really bad. Uh, you so. gotta open it. But. Yeah, we, we're we're gonna watch it. Okay, eventually. All right. and you'll watch Goodwill. And Hunting. I will eventually watch Goodwill. Hunting. I think I, I think we own it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Cool. Well, hey, that's. Uh, oh, let me do all our plugs here, huh? Because I was like, all right, bye guys. <laughs> let me hang up. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. You can uh, follow us on the web on our website, uh, lonelyreviewer.com, and on Facebook, facebook.com/lonelyreviewer, or on Twitter at lonelyreviewer. Um, and you can follow me, Vache, at Vache, A-V-A-T-C-H-E-A. And I am on Twitter at, at underscore, no, at another underscore glass. And you can follow my blog at another-empty-glass.blogspot.com. And uh, definitely, if you like the episode, rate us on iTunes. Give us, uh, it's the five-star button that you want to click on. Yeah, exactly. On. That's how you get us. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thanks for listening. See you guys next month. Later. Come on,